The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. In a statement on the situation in Del Rio this afternoon, Texas Governor Greg Abbott said in part, quote, The Biden administration is in complete disarray and is handling the border crisis as badly as the evacuation from Afghanistan. So it's not getting near enough news coverage, but there are, well, it hasn't gotten near enough news coverage for years or the last year or the last six months or the last month or the last 24 hours. We now have 10,000 Immigrants under a bridge in the heat, over half of them are from Haiti. It's the number one story if you're on Fox or the Washington Examiner. It barely gets covered at all if you're on other channels. Whenever we're on this topic, we often go to the Center for Immigration Studies to talk to somebody. In this case, it's going to be Todd Benzman, who's a senior national security fellow, uh, to talk about what's going on with the border and the bridge and everything else. Todd, welcome. How are you, sir? I'm doing quite well, thank you. I'm glad to be here. So how desperate is the situation at the border? Describe it for us. We know we've been there. Yeah, uh, I'm actually uh, on the International Bridge right now in Del Rio and spent uh, uh, much of yesterday among the uh, immigrants who are now crossing in very, very significant numbers and establishing this uh, unprecedented beachhead on the U.S. side. There are 10,000 it started at 2,000 in, uh, on Monday, and by yesterday, it was 10,000, just to give you an idea of scale. And they are mostly Haitians. There are some Cubans I've met in there, and there's probably some Central Americans, but it looks like it's, they're mostly uh, not from Central America or Mexico. And they are uh, crowding in because they uh, are being given uh, – tickets to process into the United States. So they're basically being waved through uh, and they'll get legal uh, permission to uh, enter the United States probably forever. 
uh, all of them. And that's why they're coming, because they're being allowed to come and and all being paroled into the United States within a, a matter of days normally. Wow. In this case, uh, it won't be that quick because there are so many that they've overwhelmed Border Patrol. There's not enough of them to process these people in. So there might be a two or three week wait. You know, I'm, I, all, I, I hate to interrupt you, but yeah. I'm, one one confusing thing to me is Kamala Harris said uh, don't come. So I don't understand why people are continuing to come because she <laughs> said clearly don't come. But uh, we share a many thousand mile border with Mexico. I understand how those people get here. And then from Central America, you know, you can look at the map. And how are the people from Haiti getting to the border? Well, most of these Haitians, I would say all of them actually, are not from Haiti. They have been living for years and years in Chile and Brazil, uh, whose gover- who have the strongest economies in Latin America and whose governments uh, gave them residency and work authorization. And so they've been living in secure, uh, you know, Sao Paulo or um, Santiago for many years already and earning good livings and uh, no persecution or anything. But they saw that the border was open under Biden. And so all of those populations in Chile are now on their way here. That, that's who these people are. That's why they're usually well-dressed and have cell phones and all that and can afford the smuggling fees. Policy-wise, what's different now than it was a year or two ago? Uh, is, is it just word got out in Central America, South America, or are there policies specifically causing this? Yes, there are po- specific policies, and they all hear about this on the on their internet. Uh, the main thing was the elimination of weight in Mexico. Uh, that was a Trump policy that was highly, highly effective at deterring uh, illegal entries. Uh, that meant that you would be pushed back into Mexico to make your asylum claim there, not inside the United States, because uh, the 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 Game being that if you make your asylum claim inside the United States and lose, you're still inside the United States and you're not leaving. Uh, they're going to have to come hunt you down, and that never happens. So what, having to, to lose your asylum claim while you were in Mexico was like not the point. you know. So they stopped coming just for that. And then the other thing was you know, deportations back to the to uh, other countries to make their asylum claim in these other countries. Biden administration got rid of all of those and then decided to allow all families and unaccompanied minors to uh, enter and win parole inside the United States immediately. And so when the world heard that families were being allowed in, like these ones here at the bridge, uh, they every family that could uh, muster themselves uh, in uh, smuggling fees uh, were coming because they were getting in. And that's why we've had hundreds and hundreds upon hundreds of thousands of uh, immigrants just being allowed in. Well, I'd like to remind yeah. listeners that a Harvard study showed that about two-thirds of Americans preferred those Trump policies, about two-thirds, and that was a couple months ago. I'll bet it's higher now or certainly after this weekend. If you're, you're, you're there looking at the crowd, is it mostly adults? Is it families? Is it all men? Or what, What's the makeup of the crowd? It seems to me that it's mostly families. 
there's also a lot of single adults, but lots of uh, children of all ages, you know, infants. Uh, oh, boy. Just lots of lots of children, lots of pregnant women. Oh, boy. And, uh, you know, families. They're coming in because they, you know, like I said, everybody knows that families get a free pass right into the United States. Uh, don't pass go. Within three or four days, once they cross and turn themselves in, they get they get on a bus and they drive to Portland or whatever and settle all over the country. That's just too powerful uh, an incentive or around the world uh, to resist. Nobody can resist that. It's like an open gate. Uh, and if you're a single adult, uh, you, you, you're not going to get that. But, but the Border Patrol is so busy processing in those people that you can just walk in and just run and get in anyway. And disappear because the other big policy that people forget about that Biden did immediately was he eliminated all deportation. There is no deportation in America. I don't right think now. you were listening to me earlier. The vice president said, oh boy. don't come. So I, it <laughs> seems to me and, and tell me if you agree or disagree. I'm scanning the big papers, even as we're chatting. And uh, the New York Times has this story fairly prominently. The Washington Post kind of medium. But the, the, the verbiage being used in the journalism is surprisingly critical. Do you feel like there's a growing awareness of the disaster on the border? I I don't really know. I mean, my feeling, I, I know the New York Times was here yesterday in the Washington Post. I saw those reporters uh, normally, though, I, you know, I spend a lot of time on the border. I never see any media anywhere, ever. There's usually nobody down here. And and it's striking because the drama is intense. There are thousands and thousands of people just being waved right over the border, right up into the interior of the country, these families. And, I mean, there's a lot of drama. I'm just surprised that it's not a bigger story. Uh, this thing uh, is attracting the New York Times and the Washington Post because it's really unusual that 10,000 people will be in a uh, makeshift settlement on the U.S. side at one time. I don't think that's ever happened. I think that's the first time that anything of this uh, proportion has developed uh, on the U.S. side of the border, and that is really uh, going to be a problem that the Biden administration has to deal with. Remember, they, the administration put these policies in place is what caused this to happen. All of these people are here because of those Biden policies, and they'll tell you that. Yeah, that's a good, uh, that's that a good, place, that's a good place for us to end, Todd. Uh, great report. Okay. Todd Benzman, Senior National Security Fellow with the Center for Immigration Studies, and we'll probably be checking back in with you because I don't think this story's going away. Yeah, well done, Todd. Thanks a million. All right, thank you. Yeah, and I, that was a good way to end. You got to remember, it's there are policy decisions that were made that caused this to be what it is. And I point out once again, the Harvard study, anyway, two thirds of Americans preferred Trump's policies. Right. You know, there's a misperception about the Haitians that I made myself. I assume they were uh, fleeing the recent sure. national disasters yeah. and and the uh, assassination and the rest of it. No, they fled the 2010 earthquake. And as uh, Todd mentioned, they've been living quite well in South America, but saw the door swing open. We're such a weird culture, country right now. We're doing things I just don't know if any country or empire has ever done. Has any empire ever gotten just so kind of lazy and comfortable and taken care of that 
millions of people are coming in. You're just like, yeah, I wish that wouldn't happen, but there's something good on TV. And Right, I don't want to be a racist, and I'm kind of for the guy in the White House and now, I, so and, I'm going to pretend it's not happening. And and I think most, I think there's just a lot of it is just, we're just all so comfortable that everything's okay. That, I don't know. I'm sorry, what'd you say? I was watching TikTok videos on my phone. Right. Uh, we got to take a break. And uh, if you got any comment on that, our text line 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.